Shortlisted is brought to you by Future Women's Jobs Academy. Getting back to work after a career break isn't easy. Future Women's Jobs Academy is a free online program supported by the Australian Government. It's proven to increase confidence and connect women with meaningful and flexible jobs. Apply today at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com. We'll support you to find the right job and thrive. Nothing makes a person go weak at the knees quite like a job interview. Enter Shortlisted, a podcast by Future Women where Helen McCabe and I hold your virtual hand, walking with you every step of the way, right to the interview door and straight onto the shortlist. In this episode, we're diving in deep with the most unpleasant of common interview questions. What's your biggest weakness? This might sound backwards, but being ready to answer this can actually be an enormous advantage and even become your secret interview superpower. What's your biggest weakness? From caring too much to being too organised, Jamila, how do you answer that question? I hate this question, and I'm pretty sure that any time we've done a podcast episode about a particular question, I say how much I hate it. This one is up there again. I feel like it's almost a trick question, and I suspect that's how a lot of people feel when they're in an interview, and it's one of those cliched questions where you feel like you have to say, I just care too much and I work too hard. So I think what it's worth doing is taking a step back and asking yourself what an employer is actually trying to figure out by asking you this question because they don't want you to sit there and go, oh, and treat them like your therapist and start telling them all your faults and failures. That's not what they're looking for. What they're actually looking for is to see whether or not you have enough self-awareness and honesty and insight into yourself that means that you can acknowledge you've got stuff to work on, like everyone. They're wanting to make sure that you're someone who is proactive and resilient enough that you're going to work on getting better, that you're not just taking this job to sit around, stay where you're at and not advance your skills and lean in further into the kind of work you're doing. And finally, I think they also do want to understand if there's perhaps a skills gap that might lie in the future of a team makeup. So they are perhaps looking for you to articulate whether or not there's a technical skill involved in this job that maybe you don't have. I think that's right. And if I think about asking that question, which I actually never ask, and I'm not quite sure why, probably because it is a bit of a naff question, but definitely be prepared for it. But it's also really hard to answer. And so one of the things that we're going to do now is just tell you what others recommend you don't say. Now, I don't think these are the perfect answers, but others, like people who are experts in this field will say, do not say the following things. I'm a workaholic, I'm a perfectionist, or I don't have any weaknesses. I do like the third one because that's just not possible. But Jamila, if I hear that I'm a workaholic, I'm not necessarily put off by that. In fact, I'd probably be excited by hiring another workaholic. Yeah. Look, I think those recommendations from seek.com.au are as good as any, but this is a really subjective question. And in the same way that you'll have a different response to an interviewer asking this question to the next person, the interviewer is going to have a different response to what you say. Personally, if someone says that they're a workaholic and that work is what motivates them and work is what drives them and they're someone who does live to work rather than work to live, 
that, that sounds quite good to me, possibly because I'm one of those people. So I think people who are interviewing often like to hire someone who's like themselves. We're all like that. We like to chat to people and see people and have things to do with people who are like ourselves because we're human beings. But being a workaholic, yeah, I, I wouldn't react badly to that in an interview at all. So I guess the point we're making here is careful how you express it. Because if you say workaholic or a perfectionist, they do feel like they're just words. They're just descriptions that you, you just fell back on because you didn't know what else to say. If you say, probably one of the things I need to work on is that I am inclined to work too long at hours. I go way over and above and sometimes I get burnt out or I crash at the end of a big project because I haven't had any sleep. That kind of thing is helpful to know. And that is a workaholic. So it's just probably about how you express your weaknesses versus just tapping into the authentic weakness versus the... mm. The humble brag as well. Like being a workaholic, being a perfectionist can also be a humble brag and that is off-putting. That's right. That's right. I mean, again, perfectionism is a really common thing and if you've got that, don't shy away from it. But do work out how to describe it in a way that is actually believable that this is a thing that you are working on. Yeah. And I have hired a whole bunch of perfectionists in my time and I know you have too, Helen. And the reality is that perfectionists tend to have high attention to detail. They tend to be really focused on delivering a piece of work that is outstanding. But if you're going to say that perfectionism is your weakness, then you need to elaborate to the point that it is an actual weakness. Otherwise, again, it does sound like a humble brag. So perhaps the answer there is, I'm a perfectionist, which can be helpful in achieving high-level results, but sometimes it means that I can take a little bit too long to deliver a project because I'm just trying to get that last 1% and I probably need to learn to settle a bit better there. Or I'm a perfectionist to the point that sometimes I wrap myself up in knots and I start to feel a little bit anxious about that. And Again, different employers will react differently. But for me, I find that information really useful because it means if that person's going to join my team, I know what to look out for. Yeah, I completely agree. It also just strays slightly into an earlier episode around whether you have health issues, physical or mental health issues. So if you are going to raise some of those issues, it might encourage the employer, the prospective employer, to ask you other questions um, around mental health issues. So just, just flagging that. What should you say? Well, biginterview.com recommends choosing a weakness that is relatively minor and fixable. I don't think you want it to be so minor that it's like, well, you know, buy a box of Band-Aids and you're fine, mate, but something that isn't core to the selection criteria involved in this role. And when you describe that weakness, you want to describe it in a concise and neutral way. You don't want to sound super aggressive. You don't want to sound defensive. You simply want to recognise that this is something that needs some work. And I often like it if someone answers that sort of question in the positive. So instead of saying what your weaknesses are, say one of the things that I'm really looking to develop in my skill set, which perhaps has been a bit undeveloped until now, is, and it shows a willingness to work on something that perhaps you're not super skilled at. And it might even be a way if there is a particular selection criteria that you're worried you don't have a great answer on. It's a way of owning that and positively saying, I'm really looking forward to becoming accomplished at this. 
Yeah, you could say something like, I'm working on my skills at Excel spreadsheets because I've got basic skills in that space, but I know it needs to be better and it's a real weakness in my skill set. So you can answer it completely differently to what you might have originally thought. So just toss that around in your head before you go into the interview. Expanding on what might work for you, make sure that you have an answer that's honest. Don't don't pick a weakness that's not true. Remember, you're trying to work with these people and you'll be seeing them eight hours a day, possibly five days a week for quite a while. Uh, they're going to figure it out if you're lying. Make sure that when you're describing your so-called weakness, that it demonstrates you have the capacity to see your failures. Remember what we said at the top of this chat, which is that this question is being asked to make sure that you have some self-awareness about where your weaknesses or your failures are and show that you can take and plan to take proactive steps towards fixing it or managing it. This is not about telling the interviewer everything you've ever been bad at in your life. It's about being honest briefly and then focusing on how you're going to fix it and the positives. So it's an opportunity to demonstrate your commitment to learning. Big tick. So that question can be a massive positive. Don't dwell on the weakness. It's really tempting for some of us, particularly women, to over exaggerate a weakness. Don't do that. If you've got a weakness and you've stated it, just let it hang there and wait for the next question. And if you're stuck thinking about a weakness, consider, and we've mentioned this before, doing an online strengths test. And we've recommended VIA, V-I-A. It's the VIA Strengths Assessment. And you can do that for free. And it's super interesting. It is. And it will give you all the lists of strengths that exist in the world. I think they've they've recognised something like 27. And you will find it's pretty comprehensive and they will give them to you in a list. And I am an advocate for focusing on the top five or six of strengths on that list, the ones that you have. But maybe to answer this question, it is worth scrolling the whole way down to the bottom and going, okay, what am I perhaps lacking? And if it speaks truth to you, it might give you some language around what you need to work on. Helen, I'm keen to know how you would answer this question. I'm just laughing. We've got notes in front of us and the team has actually written in the notes what Jamila and I are both weak at. How rude. (laughs) Well, actually, I think it might just be me. So, struggle with delegation. Actually, I think I'm pretty good at delegating. Yeah, no, I would would argue you're a good delegator. I think all good managers and leaders, that's a pretty baseline requirement. So, I would be... They're talking about you in this case then. I hope not. How rude. Um, I would step away from saying that you're not someone who's great at delegating. Again, it feels a little like a humble brag to me. Like you're like, you're saying to someone, "It's I do all the work myself. I'm a one-woman show. It's all me. I don't need anyone else's help. When really, I think a great team member is someone who delegates really well and delegates really effectively. And the other one is fear of public speaking. So this is just something I have always dealt with. I don't love public speaking and I don't know that I'm scared as much as really just don't enjoy it. There's nothing about that process that I enjoy. So that's certainly in my mind a weakness, although for much of my career, I've been required to do quite a lot of it. Mm. So is that how you'd answer the question? No. How would you answer it? On my weaknesses. Come on. Um, Uh, Attention to detail. Um, Would you say that in an interview? No. Do you want this job with me? (laughs) I would definitely not say that in an interview. But if you asked me if I was good with detail, I would probably say that's not one of my strengths. Yeah. Um, But as a result, I make sure I hire people who are good with detail. 
to kind of compensate. So I know how to manage that. To plug your own holes. Yeah. 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 So that one I've sort of sorted out. I don't take feedback well. Mm. Um, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being bossed around. Don't think I'm going to hire you, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) And therein lies the reason why I had to start my own business. What about you? Uh, I can think of a whole bunch of weaknesses, right? Straight away, I can list weaknesses off to you. But on the question of how to answer this particular query in an interview, I don't want to give you every weakness I'd ever ha- I've ever had. Uh, I suspect I would be as honest as I could be while not letting you in on all of my failures. For the record, folks, actual weaknesses include having no poker face and everyone knowing when I'm annoyed, upset or angry. Uh, most of the room is laughing who are <laughs> well, listening in the background. Well, I actually had to tell you that this morning. <laughs> That I knew you were not happy in a meeting last night. I try very hard, but I don't. So obvious, I just don't happy. have one. No, uh, and uh, I am also someone who has a very poor memory, and so again, I have a lot of structures in place to kind of bolster me, but I have a really bad memory, and I struggle with that. And I'm someone who I think is generally good at delegation, but when you get to the end point and when it's the crunch time, I often tend to suck things in and want to do them myself. If I was in an interview, I would say none of those things because I don't think any of those things are going to be useful in terms of helping me get this job. What I would probably do is I would take the industry that I was going to work in, say it was the first time I'd ever worked in the not-for-profit sector. I'd probably come to it and say something that was already clear from my resume. I'd say something that they already knew was true. And I'd say, I am someone who hasn't got a lot of not-for-profit experience. And right now I'm feeling a bit anxious about that. I know that I've got the skills from working in the private sector and the government sector. And I know that I've proven myself there and I'm established. And the idea of taking the leap to the not-for-profit sector really terrifies me. It makes me very, very nervous and very aware of all the things I don't know. So I think one of my weaknesses going into this job is going to be that I've got a lot of learning to do. All right. A couple of other circumstances. Uh, I haven't worked for eight years and I'm being asked what my weaknesses are. Do I say something aligned to that? My weaknesses is most likely that I haven't been in a modern workplace for eight years. So I'm probably likely to find that a foreign experience for a short period of time. I think you should. I suspect if there's something that's not obvious about you from your resume, that is a weakness. Uh, Leave that to the side. Don't mention it. Don't bring your weaknesses into the conversation as a new dish on the menu. But if it's already really obvious by reading your resume that, for example, uh, not having been in the workforce for eight to 10 years, everyone knows that. Everyone in that room is aware of that. Everyone would have noted that on your resume. So don't pretend it's not there. I would rather you brought it up, faced it head on and showed that self-awareness that we've mentioned at the top that is what an employer is looking for. And again, move very quickly to the action, your proactive steps for dealing with that. So I haven't been in the workforce for eight to 10 years. It's something that makes me really anxious, particularly about the re-entry when it comes to being able to use various tools. And one thing that I did want to get to in this interview is asking you about some of the tools that you use in your organisation so I can make sure I'm sort of skilled up before I get there. Yep, great. And the other scenario is I blew my last job I lost the role or I was retrenched or made redundant. It knocked my confidence around, but it's kind of 
the interviewer is aware, knows that they believe in me enough to interview me, but I've still got that nagging voice in my head that, you oh, know, I didn't do such a good job my last job. I had a, you know, I had a conflict or I made a mistake. What do I do in that circumstance? I'm not sure if that's one you need to bring up. If you think that the employer already knows that and you know that they're taking a chance on you regardless, they've already made that call. They've already weighed up those factors. So my instinct would be not to bring it up. If you really did want to bring it up, if it felt like something you needed to say again, I would lean into the honesty and the humanity of it rather than the workplace skill level. I agree. So you could say, I haven't managed conflict well in the workplace before, but I've worked on that since, you know, or I got knocked around because I was part of a retrenchment uh, round that had nothing to do with my ability, but it did knock my confidence around. But I'm working on that and I'm sure that that will be uh, resolved pretty quickly once I get back under, you know, my feet back under a desk. I think there are ways to kind of acknowledge that things didn't go well in a previous job, but that you're getting out ahead of it. Helen, we have tried our best to answer one of possibly the most complex questions that comes up in a job interview. Folks, I think your guiding star, your North Star on this one is to avoid the humble brag and remember the purpose of the question, which is to show a level of self-awareness and then to show that you're proactive and resilient in trying to fix it. Good luck. Shortlisted is produced by Future Women's Jobs Academy. To apply to join, head to jobsacademy.futurewomen.com or go to futurewomen.com to become a Future Women member today.